This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code, it's a secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to bigroddysribs.com to find out more. Okay, I do. Pressure's on. Don't choke, don't choke, don't choke, don't choke. Oh, man, I knew I was going to choke. Well, that's a funny-looking strike. Come on, guys. Let's be the team that supports each other. You can do it, Otto. You can do it, Otto. Help each other out. That'll be our motto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. Make this fair. I give you free gelato. Then back to my place, where I will get your blotto. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. You, you can, can do, do it, Otto. You, you can, can do, do it. it. Guys, I made the spear. We won. Those beers are $5 a piece. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Team Homer. I am Dando. I am Mitch. What do you think of this episode, Mitch? I. Straight into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you off guard. We don't have to get straight into it if you don't want to. No, that's no, fine. How um, was your anniversary? Let's get into that first. Oh, yeah, anniversary was fine. I went out for dinner. We had a third wheel. Everything was good. I, does the third wheel begin with a T? No, 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 no. no. It was uh, Jen. Um, what had happened was, so anniversary was the Wednesday. And on the Tuesday, yeah. I got a group message from um, uh, you know, it's people that you kind of know, but not really. So uh, Jen, Michael, Nacho and Bridie hmm. um, just saying, hey, do you guys want, well, it was from Jen saying, do you guys want to go out for Indian tomorrow night? And without even thinking what the date was, I was like, yes, we always want to go out for Indian. And then there was a bit of a pause. And then like, you know, in the group chat as people were typing and then Ash comes in with dot, 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 I guess that'll be our anniversary dinner. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, it will. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You thought I forgot. And then, um, and then I was toying with the idea of both Ash and I coming really fancily dressed up. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't. And But what did happen is both Bridie and Michael pulled out. So then it suddenly became me, Ash and Jen sitting at a table for five, but really celebrating for two. That would have been really awkward for Jen. No, she was fine. She's a... Um uh, she's an easygoing sort. So it was a, just spoke about movies for 45 minutes. <laughs> Broke the ice. What a great anniversary. It's probably Ash. more awkward for Ash, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get, Ash? If you don't mind me asking. Um, Nothing? We, I don't, we don't do Yeah, anni- not. Oh, do we do anniversary gifts? Maybe on the major ones? I think we did for the five years. Yeah. No, I, um, I gifted her some perfume samples. <laughs> samples? <laughs> samples. Um, Pick them up on the way out from work. Of super expensive perfume that was uh, kindly given given to me by Beth My H- Chemist Warehouse. No, Beth Higgins, <laughs> fan of the show. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, um, a, a nice card. Uh, I had because our third. Nicola ad- loves cards. It's, it's, so does Ash. So for Ash, like the card is the card is all. So mm. I, um, it was based around threes. So because it's our third anniversary, I, I wrote about twenty different things about threes, triplets, trilogies, blah blah blah. And I feel like there was something else. There was at least one thing that I spent money on, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, a book. I got a, um, a book by Kitty Flanagan. 
Oh, Nicola saw her live at the comedy festival last week. She said she was fantastic. Yeah, I, I love Kitty. Ash, though, through watching Have You Been Paying Attention, has really developed a, a massive oh, yeah. love for Kitty Flanagan. So, saw now her. she's on Triple M in the afternoons with Mick Malloy. That's Jane Kennedy. Oh, it's Jane Kennedy, yeah, yeah. But uh, Kitty Flanagan, she went and saw Kitty Flanagan. Nicola, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Kitty's also good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, How's right. your week been? My week has been busy. Just mm. very, very busy. Like I said to you, I've had three people away from work, so it's down to two. Yeah, okay. Doing double the workload that we normally would do with five people, so it's just yep. been hectic. But it's been good. Yeah, been okay. Fun. Sitting, and hence the fact that we're recording on a Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. We haven't done a morning record for a long time. I mean, with PJs. I know. Get into the field. Mighty Ducks jersey, which is uh, <laughs> very appreciative. <laughs> Appreciated. Um, outside of on. that, I'm a little dusty because I was emceeing a wedding last night, so... Mm-hmm. We'll try to plow through this, and uh, hopefully my voice won't give help. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. You're a trooper. So, Team Homer, what do you think? I really enjoy a lot of things in this episode, but I think the the biggest thing for it is it's one of those ones where sometimes listeners write in and ask, you know, um, what storyline related. Like, if you were to write a storyline where you got two characters together that aren't normally together, who would they be? That's pretty much what this episode is. They mm. get a bunch of people, and it's not just the Team Homer team. Uh, you see. Uh, the stereotypes hanging out together. You see a lot of different people all hanging out that would not ordinarily be hanging out together. And it's very cool to watch them interact in ways that you hadn't seen before. Like, at what are we, seven and a half seasons in? And to think that there's so many characters that you might never have actually seen do a scene together is very, very cool. It's similar to Home of the Vigilante. I'm thinking, when's the last time we saw Mo and Apu together? Yeah. In this episode, though, for me, I love Mr. Burns. His interaction with... You, you genuinely feel for the guy to the point where you actually like him by the end. And mm. then they pull the rug out from under yeah, you. rips it all away. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I've fun. had one of my trademark changes of heart. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so just cheap writing to get him out of being that nice character, but it's just perfect. Yeah. But getting back to the stereotypes, like you said... Ken Brockman, Bumblebee Man, they all work together. You always mm. see them working together, never hanging out together. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the most fun elements of it. Um, and outside of that, everything going on in the school is such a great subplot. Yeah. It's really tremendous. The um, There's some brilliant animation throughout this entire episode, actually. Amazing, like, yeah. Not just in the sporting, like the sports element of it. Um, I love the way, that, how ineptly they draw Burns trying to, that first that bowling ball. Tongue. Where he, yeah, where he falls down <laughs> after it, tongue rolls out. And then Smithers running in and just... Yeah. <laughs> also, that sequence where in the time that it takes one roll of burns, there's like four or five strikes from the Holy Rollers. Yeah. Mark Kirkland was saying it took forever to get that timed right. Yeah. It but been, they nailed it. would have been a nightmare. But the stuff at the school with all the kids walking in unison, sound like the sound effects in unison, um, how bleak that became just because they had uniforms, which is hilarious because... Most schools in Australia, if not all schools, have sanctioned it uniforms. It is odd, isn't it? Because we're just used to having to yeah. wear a uniform. Like, but when we had a non-uniform day, so for American listeners, we would have days where you bring a gold coin to school. Casual um, dress day. Ca- like blatant money raising, really. Oh, yeah. Gold coin which donation. Is, which is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and and it did feel a little bit looser. You were like, hey, I'd... You know, this isn't a normal day. Yeah, learning became fun when I had my own clothes on. But yeah, suddenly that day... People were on show. Did you ever get to casual dress day and realize you'd forgotten the gold coin donation and think you're going to be in so much trouble? No, I'd gotten to casual dress day and realized that I'd forgotten it was casual dress day. Uh, I've uh, done and, that a few uh, times. Yeah. Come in in the uniform, look around and go, oh, no. Did, did you continue to go into school? Because um, you're going to be copying it all day. It, de- it depended on it. the school. So I used to live across the road from school. So I could, oh, run, right. I could run back pretty quickly then and get changed. Um, 
But of, by the time I got to the age of 16, I pretty much just decided to start playing by my own rules anyway and was more often than not in jeans rather than the normal uh, grey corduroy school shorts that seemed to be the norm did, around did Geelong. Did you get to school and forget to wear pants once? Yeah, that happened once. <laughs> just once. <laughs> did you forget to wear pants? So Because I, was, I spent a long time in boxer shorts in the morning. Like, my pants were in the dryer. Well, my shorts were in the dryer. I was wearing boxer shorts. 45 minutes later, I was like, the school bell goes. I'm like, shit, I've got to go. And by that point, I had just normalised what I was wearing. Okay. And it wasn't until I went to reach for my locker key in my non-existent <laughs> pocket. <laughs> so, with this episode, a sports-based episode based on a just the usual movie tropes, mm-hmm. sports films, where the, the underdogs come up and win at the end. Yep. I think what I love about most about it is bowling is one of my favourite sports to watch on television, which is why I think really? I love this. Oh, I don't. It sounds stupid, but I love it watching does. bowling. <laughs> and it's doesn't. It's not on Foxtel anymore. I no. just love waking up on a Saturday morning and watching the bowling championships. Yeah. I look. It used to be on free to air TV. I love how I, serious they take it. Yeah. I, I know. I'm not putting them down, but I love they got crowds there. And it's like it's. If, if there was a bowling championship, would you not go watch it in July? I probably would, to It'd be, be honest, because I've always enjoyed ten pin bowling yes. way more than anyone else I've known. Yeah, um, like I really take great satisfaction in a strike. It's not easy to do. No, not to do well. No. I, um, <laughs> was it Cara Honeychurch? Am I making that up? But was oh, I she? Tell you. I'm going to look that up. But I reckon we had when I was a kid. Um, that name does ring a bell. We had a world champion female bowler. Yes, Cara Honeychurch. Um, and, like, that's one of those obscure sporting facts that I just have always... <laughs> she was up in lights in my head when I was eight. I was like, fuck, imagine being the best bowler yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. like, I love how like, they get some serious spin on it. It looks like it's going to be a gutter ball, yeah. and then at the last second, oh, just hooks in like crazy. Amazing. I enjoy playing Brunswick Pro Bowling on the PlayStation. Yeah. Still, to this day, I will pull that game out. <laughs> Do you ever like Wii Bowling? Yeah, yeah, I nearly, I reckon Broke I a few nearly did a, no, not TVs, but I probably ruined my rotator cuff by playing yeah. that for about six consecutive hours. <laughs> trying to do this all the time. <laughs> what about uh, Wii Golf? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've always enjoyed Wii Golf as well. Okay. Um, all the Wii sports. Just Wii. Yeah. yeah. Well, that first, that first package and then it was every, awesome. Yeah. And then every game that came out after it was that same thing redressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, that's well and truly beside yeah, yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was a sport that I could be really good at, bowling would certainly be one of them. Yeah, it's just really fun to watch. And I think why I like Season 7 so much is there's a couple of sports episodes, this one, and then there's the one, the storyline of him playing golf. Mm. Golf's my, my other favourite sport to watch on television. Yeah. Which makes me sound, I don't know what it says about me, bowling and golf are my two favourite sports yeah, to watch on television. Yeah, they're both, particularly golf. I love golf, but golf is a really bad TV sport. I, I like it. It's getting it. better with the Pro Tracer stuff where you can see the ball, but largely it's it, it's a dull sport. You spend a lot of time looking at a camera that is purely focused on a blue sky, trying to wait and see where the ball lands. But I just think, I just like it being on. Maybe not just so mm. much watching it, just having it on having in the background. It on. Yeah. So you, we mentioned before the um the storyline with the with the uniforms. Now Mark Kirkland, not Mark, uh, Mike Scully wrote that based on his kids' school were initially going to change to uniforms and he was totally against it. I think it's a good thing to have a uniform. What do you think? He's well, because his wife was saying maybe because it breaks because she's she's from the UK and in the UK yeah. they have to wear uniforms just like us. She says that it sort of makes everyone the same as opposed to some kids can afford good clothes, some can't. Yeah, I've always seen that point of view that there's it, it removes social status. Yeah, which is I don't think that in any way disadvantages the upper end kids, but it certainly it stops a sense of ridicule or it stops an avenue of ridicule for. Poorer kids. Kids are cruel. And they will put the other kids down. Yeah, and shit yeah exactly right. Um, so, and I've never really, 
outside of the fact that they're sometimes uncomfortable, I've never really noticed. Uh, I've never really seen a negative for it. No. Until they come up with stupid rules, like you know, you have a kilt and it has to be exactly this length, or you're not allowed to go this like too far above the ankle, and blah blah blah. Then it starts to get a little bit too covenanty. I remember but, a girl trying to wear a tie at my school, and like the world collapsed. Like, <laughs> you can't wear a tie. You're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the whole, I've got no issue with school uniforms. Well, Mike was saying that he thinks it's a way of the schools trying to make the kids conform before they even know that they're doing it. It is. Like, the, I mean, that's why... Getting them ready wear, for the engine, that is life. Yeah, that's why you wear uniforms in the army and all that sort of thing. Like, there is that element of it as well. So, maybe from an, from an artist, I can understand someone who's... A, or a creator, I can understand them saying, no, fuck the uniforms. But from <laughs> a pragmatic point of view I also think that like the, there are a number of reasons why they also make sense yeah 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 do you think these storylines because I I think they're both great and they probably could have been stretched out to be a full episode if they wanted to be but I think they benefit by being together and no, having no filler yeah I think I, I agree I, I feel like I mean you're right they could have both been stretched out to something else but then you've got to find something another thing to plug the gaps and yeah, who knows yeah. like uh, having two super strong plots going on at the same time makes for an episode where everything there's always something happening and and everything is satisfying there's there's really no dull moment there's nothing negative to pick on for me in this episode and that's because both of them are great it's funny because i have a friend who complained that he feels the bowling storyline is rushed because of it I think it benefits from that because because yeah. in normal sporting films, you get all the working yeah. way at the ranks. Where here, it's just a quick montage. Get it out of the and way. And they just dominate from the beginning. Because you, you, you know what's going to happen. So, let's just yeah. get to the end. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is benef- beneficial. Yeah, I thought that was fine. Um, I don't... Like, you still got enough to get a joke in with each of those little games that they win in. And the story isn't about them becoming good. The story is about them already being good and then having this albatross thrown around their neck at the end of it in the form of Mr. Burns. So... The montage actually, like the the quickness of it, really helps you get to that point. Who was your favourite team besides Pimpel? Um, purely because I can imagine this existing the most. I've uh, I forget the the name of them, but Homewreckers. Um, no, Wiggum's Wiggum's team. I don't, I don't know the name either. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Yours? Uh, mine would probably be the stereotypes. Yeah, okay. just because I think it's, uh, there's a joke there that I never realised as a kid. I only honestly just picked up on it where he goes, "They begged me yep. to join their team." I always saw that as a poo complaining that uh, Homer and Mo begged him to join their team, and now they're losing. He's like, "They begged me to join. Why did I join?" Ah, uh, yeah, right. So way around, yeah. I wanted to chat about um, that particular moment actually. So, yes. uh, in light of recent events, where there's that documentary about a, uh, mm. what much a poo about nothing was that was oh no, no that's the, the episode. That is the episode. <laughs> The trouble with the poo. The problem along with the those poo? lines. Something yeah. along those lines. I haven't and, watched it yet. Though. And the Simpsons. I haven't seen the documentary either, so I can't really comment on that. No. But then the Simpsons have responded to it. Did you catch this? Yeah, news? I did see. Did you see the clip? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a really heavy-handed clip with Lisa looking directly down the camera, the photo of a poo on the right-hand side, which I. Regardless of where you sit on the argument, I thought it was a really smarmy way to respond. I didn't like it. Yeah. Like uh, I kind of thought I'm like, you guys have. Th- all the power here. It's that it, it, with power status, like you can punch up, but if you punch down, you look like a dick. And uh, like you, you're taking on a dude with a relatively small documentary that people pretty well have forgotten about by now. Yeah. Like it was so late to respond to it. And then to respond to it in such a blatant way just kickstarted the fire again. Don't, don't do it in an episode either. Like we don't need to do it at all. They just, just don't do it. Yeah. Um, they didn't need to do it. Whereas that joke. 
in in Team Homer, if they beg me to join the team, they beg me, is such a more... It's not it's not more subtle, but it's a like you know the joke is an obvious blatant joke, but they're calling themselves out in that of like yeah, Apu is an Indian stereotype. All of these guys are Indian stereotypes. That's the joke. Like that, uh, yeah. But that is their way of putting our hand up and going, "Yep, like we know, we know what we're doing." Yeah. Um, and but that, that it's not going to change. Like that's we're, we're doing it because we think it's funny, as opposed to just lecturing. Which is basically what happened. Like the the response recently came across as a lecture, and without any self deprecation whatsoever, which I just thought was a bit smug. And even that's coming from me. But and I just and having it come from Lisa as well didn't help. I don't think. No, and why would Lisa have a photo of a poo yeah. on the bed? Like it was all just so ham fisted. It was just yeah, turning to the camera and winking. It's like no, yeah, don't don't take me out of the moment. Yeah, even though did you see my thing about imagine of all the people who complaining about a poo actually still watch the show anyway. Well, yeah, that's probably a good point. Anyway, what what are your thoughts? Because we haven't watched a documentary, but we have a girl, I have a girl at work who is adamant that The Simpsons should take a poo out of the show because of it. And I said, but he's always been in the show. And she goes, yeah, but the show's been gone for 30 years. They need to change with the times. Yeah, but okay, so you do that. Then you've got to get rid of Groundskeeper Willie. You've got, that's get, what I you've got to get rid of Bumblebee Man. You've got to get rid of um, uh, the Sea Captain. You've got to get rid of pretty much everyone who's a stereotype. Who is everyone on that Every show? Every character is a stereotype. Yeah. Like, it's he just he's an Indian stereotype, but that's not to be racist to Indians. It's just, in my opinion, it's not to be racist to Indians. It's just that he is an Indian. They're all drawn as stereotypes. So you take what is stereotypical about the Indian race and put it into that character. There's no meaning behind it. That's just what it is. What was your favourite moment from Team Homer? My favourite moment? You know what? It's, um, there's two. And I couldn't decide them. One, two as well. <laughs> no, I will not pay you five hundred dollars for sex. Hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's as a as one of those. Like, I love any joke where you see the punchline and you haven't seen the setup. The uh, end of that mo- uh, joke is actually cut out on free to air television here. Oh, really? The and I don't have that kind of money to spend on sex. Oh, okay. That was also a, f- yeah. a funny um, follow up tagline. Um, but it's just great to see Marge get a genuinely hilarious line. Um, I think it's her only moment in this whole episode, isn't it? Uh I know when when Homer's talking on the phone, she yells at Homer for yeah. calling him sucky as much as sucks, but that's it. Um, and Skinner's Nam flashback, and the the rug pull oh, okay, on yeah. that that you know I had how he had to th- subsist on a thin stew made of and goes into elaborate detail of what's in the stew, and then just play the clip. So we meet again, Mad Magazine. How do you know it's for Mad? <laughs> the year was 1968. We were on recon in a steaming Mekong Delta. An overheated private removed his flak jacket, revealing a t-shirt with an iron-on sporting the mad slogan, Up with miniskirts. Well, we all had a good laugh, even though I didn't quite understand it. But our momentary lapse of concentration allowed Charlie to get the drop on us. I spent the next three years in a POW camp, forced to subsist on a thin stew made of fish, vegetables, prawns, coconut milk, and four kinds of rice. I came close to madness trying to find it here in the States, but they just can't get the spices right. Uh, my punishment? Hmm? Oh, I'm going to have to think about that. Meanwhile, wear this home. Fantastic. Fantastic yes. delivery. The, I went close to madness trying to find it. The, the, I, I love that. That feels to me like a Zucker Brothers. Yeah. Like you'd see that sort of joke in The Naked Gun or Flying High or something along those lines. The light coming through the blinds as well. Yeah, the animation's brilliant on it. <laughs> what were yours? Uh, Burns failed bowl. Just the, the, I love the sound of the tongue coming out. <laughs> no, that, that actually gave the tongue a sound. Similar to when the guy drops the pencil down home his butt crack. Yeah, they yeah. Add in that sound. Yep. 
I also love that when they get their shirts, how vulnerable Mo is. So Hank's so good at being the voice of Mo that he takes such a bitter, angry character and can make him soft. Yeah. Sort of like oh, the, the geez, you got the faces on the pin pals. <laughs> <laughs> and then Homer says, "You're off the team," and then they defend. Bert. Yeah, <laughs> I love that the the change in that of how blunt Homer is as well. It's like you know, oh thank you. Now what was it you wanted to say? You're off the team. <laughs> <laughs> trivia, yes, trivia and alternate titles. So, uh, actually, do you have an alternate title? I didn't. So I've decided. You can keep doing all the time, but should we okay. allow the segment to be for the listeners where they can send in and we'll read in the t- read out the top three, our favourite top three alternate names from the listeners? We could. I enjoy doing them. You're doing okay? Okay. Because last week you said, let's just can it. <laughs> um, because you hadn't thought of one on the spot and I thought of one that you said... It, I enjoy doing it when I remember to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what I've gone with this week, uh, in because it's a sports movie and in honour of an Academy Award winning sports movie from the previous, uh, from the last Academy Awards, yep. Eye Burns. I like it. So what this segment's going to be from now on, and you can think of one. So always remember, right? You can do one. Mm-hmm. And send in, listeners, your alternate title to either email, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au or tweet it to us, and I will pick the top three of the week from the listeners. Okay. Send them in for... Feel free to do any future episodes. Yeah, and we'll keep them so, in the bank. Yeah, we'll keep them in the bank if you send them through. Okay, because you might forget them. You might think of a good idea. Hmm. and then I might, might forget to ask. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, trivia. Yes. You kick things off. Of... Uh, so, when Bart buys Mad Magazine, which we're going to get into in a moment, by the way, mm-hmm. the, there are a number of other magazines on the rack. So, there is Sick, Mad, Cracked, Sniff, Poot, Sniff. and Punch. Which two of those were not real satirical magazines? Sniff? I believe Sniff was not. What were the other ones? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just real- I'm purely guessing here. Sick, Mad, Cracked, Poot, and Punch. Poot. I'm pretty sure it was Sniff and Poot. <laughs> See, what I've done rather Poot's foolishly on the wire, isn't it? is I wrote that question down. Poot is on the wire. <laughs> I wrote that question down and I didn't write the fucking answers. <laughs> I looked them up. Would you want me to Google Poot magazine? Or um, going to end in terrible images? No, no, no. Everything was pretty safe when I punched things in. Cracked was a failed satirical magazine that's now yeah. turned into a website. No, Poot, uh, Poot was an adult British comics magazine. Oh, okay. Maybe it was Punch. Sick definitely was. And what was the other one that I said wasn't? Sniff. Sniff. There's just going to be pictures of people sniffing magazines. Sniff magazine. Medical detention dogs. So there is a sniff magazine now. Yeah, but it's not a not comic, comic book. Yes. Yeah, so sniff okay. must be one of them. Yep. Write in and let us know what the other one is. Because <laughs> we've just forgotten. Alrighty. My first trivia question was, simple one to kick things off. How much does, how much does it cost to join the league? $500. $500. What did Homer want for dinner? Oh, I, I know what scene it would have been. I can't. Remember? Roast beef. Roast beef. Oh, That's when he's... You, Claude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of when he was on the phone. How much does Molman want from Mr. Burns and for what? Ooh. Oh, that's a really good question. Because my entire memory of that is erased by... Oh, my brains. Which is brutal. <laughs> the sound. The sound, yeah, the sound. Didn't even have to animate anything. Um... No, I've got no idea. Seventeen dollars for a bush broom. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what year was Skinner flashing back to? Seventy-four. No, sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. I think the war was over by seventy-four. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are the ingredients? Or no, maybe it was nineteen seventy-five. Anyway, what are the ingredients of said stew? Uh, fish, vegetables, prawns, coconut milk, and four kinds of rice. Is that one of your questions? Uh, Might have been. I wrote it down <laughs> for some reason. Um, when they're doing the computer. 
um, trying to analyze which of the staff members yeah. could could have pulled off a pop and fresh impersonation. Yeah. What was the probability of error? Oh, one in forty-four billion. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> that I love that. That's actually that. Um, I'd like to know. I'm going to look that up. Whether or not, like, what the prob- what the what are the chances DNA might be wrong? Because that would be a really brilliant subtle joke. Um, That's like a David X Cohen kind of gag, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. No. So I've typed what are the chances of DNA being wrong, and it's just brought up a whole bunch of home pregnancy warnings. So oh. I, I don't want that. Home pregnancy test warnings, not not just getting pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not going to happen. Okay. If anyone knows, is, is there any correlation to 1 in 44 billion and the probability of DNA false positive? My question was, who was the other guy that could have been Poppin' Fresh? Um, oh, was it someone very thin? Yeah, it was Pops Fresh and Meyer, something along those lines. Oh, okay. I wouldn't accept anything that sounded like that. <laughs> any more questions? I've got a couple more. Uh, no, I'm done. Uh, how much is a beer at the Bowlerama? Mm, two fifty. Five dollars. Remember, he said those okay. beers are five dollars a piece. Ah, oh, yeah, right. And they start ringing them back into the bottles. Yes. And finally, an easy one. What size sells out immediately of the uniforms? We're all out of large. Extra large. Extra yeah. large. Um, now, I've, before we start the episode, I have a quick shout. But well, before we run through some of the recaps of the favorite bits, I have a quick shout out to a man who may very well be listening to us while riding a bicycle around the uh, sort of Torquay Surf Coast area, um, a Mister Jake Wembridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been dubbed in by a friend of yours who, let's just say, um, so a, a caffeine purveyor of the 3217 district. Um, I, we found out that Jake listens to the podcast and I just thought that mo- mostly I liked the idea of completely out of the blue surprising someone that hadn't written in, hadn't emailed in by naming them. Do you reckon he's just had an accident? I hope. He's <laughs> <laughs> just straight into a car. Yeah. <laughs> or a bush, or... Or hopefully he hasn't had an accident. Off, hopefully. Off the cliff. Like, you know, he's, he's riding the Great Ocean Road. He's come to a bend. With a yikes sign? <laughs> straight through. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> he's currently suspended mid-air, <laughs> still pedaling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I'm king of the world. <laughs> also, um, a few facts before we get into the uh, the review. So this was actually a, a holdover from season six. And this, okay. isn't a, this isn't a Bill and Josh episode. Which do you think it feels like a, a Josh and Bill episode? Um, it's kind of wacky, but I guess that's quite. It's because it was it written by feel, Mike. It doesn't feel out of place. I'll say that much. It doesn't. No. Like it, it's a self-contained episode, so there's no. But there's no real. It doesn't because it's a different style of episode. It doesn't actually feel jarring, if that makes sense. Like if they were going for a family dynamic episode but the dynamics had shifted, then it would have been awkward. But because this is one where you see so many people where they're not normally with anything... Uh, sorry, so many people who aren't normally together, you've got nothing to compare it to. Um, so it just it feels fine. You could slot it into any epi- uh, any season and I don't think it would be out of place. Yeah. I realise this is the two episodes in a row that have been written by Mike Scully. I think he does a great job of making them feel real. Like This is something that could happen in real life. Yeah. Similar to like Marge being yeah. not proud last week. We could week. join a bowling team. Yeah. But just what do you think of a poo just randomly being there? Um, well, who else does Homer see a lot of? Like it kind of makes sense for a poo to be there. Apart from the fact that how is a poo getting out of work? That is true. A Sanjay. Yeah, I suppose Sanjay's holding the fort. <laughs> and Otto's just there to win the uh, lobster harmonica. Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> or a Harvard diploma. That guy's been bowling with us for years. <laughs> After this was recorded, the cast were given as a season six gift. They were giving a Simpsons bowling ball mm. and pin, their own pin pal shirts. 
Apparently, they spent all day when they're supposed to be working getting the balls measured for their fingers. Yeah, right. I'm assuming you mean fingers measured for the balls, by the way. But what did I say? Balls measured for their fingers, which is probably more of a yeah. Sunday afternoon activity <laughs> yeah. wearing a loose-fitting pant. Yes. Uh, do you think we should have, for the listeners, for patrons if they want to, like a, a season gift of four-finger discount? So every season, we have a sort of a bit of merch, whether it's a different stubby holder or something like that. I know we're getting we're a bit late to the party, but it could be like a, a reference. For example, the, the, a stubby holder of you on the toilet. Mm. Could be the season seven one. Could be. I feel like uh, it's a conversation for off-air, but... <laughs> <laughs> Before we commit to anything, <laughs> mailbag of four finger discount or in the Patreon group. Let us know whether you'd be keen on season specific merch or four finger discount or just merch in general. Should we get some merch? I think we should again capitalize on off air. <laughs> <laughs> now, the story about Mad Magazine. So, David Merkin, who was the showrunner mm-hmm. for this episode, he had a teacher called Ms. Madress. So, the word mad was actually in her name. Okay. And he was in third grade and he brought in a Mad Magazine and she just flipped her lid. You don't ever bring this in. He said she treated it like it was if he had porn. Yeah, right. Which just made him love Mad Magazine. Which he also had. More. Yes, he did have it. Uh, did Mad Magazine ever have, not actual nudity, but uh, almost? Oh. No, they would have had. Four, it wasn't they would have had kids, bimbos. Though. It wasn't four kids. It wasn't though. four kids, no. no. So I brought a Mad Magazine to school in grade six. Okay. This is. Well, no, I'll wait until... Oh, well, you know. Let's just get into fuck it. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it pretty much is the first thing that happens in the episode anyway, is Bart's buying Mad Magazine. Um, The special editions, they only put 17 of these out a year. The very first Mad Magazine that I ever had was a special edition. Um, So, like, they're just thicker than the normal ones. I assume they're a compilation of previous things. I've got no idea. But I was 12, and it was groundbreaking comedy for me. Like, the idea that these sorts of cartoons were in a book, and Spy vs. Spy, and all that sort of stuff. I cherished that book. I probably read it 20 times, and I took it into school. And uh, so, I was grade five or grade six. Uh, um, My teacher also confiscated it from me, but purely so he could read it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's like, I'll need that, Mitch. And then uh, I think we were watching, we might have been watching a movie or something or like something. I look over my shoulder and he's just in the back of the class. Doing um, the folding? He had, had this great happy face, like one of those faces with a really kind of bulbous nose, big mustache, like bristly Brian Taylor style mustache, um, full cheeks. He was just a guy that was full of life. And uh, I just see this. <laughs> in the back corner <laughs> and then gave it back to me at the end of the day like I wasn't in trouble or anything like that he's just like I'll take that <laughs> what, what was the fold in can you remember oh something to do with the IRS but that's as Not far as I can go wasn't the all ID Ola seeing the fold in in this episode just brings back a sense of nostalgia yeah because my friend used to collect mad I was not allowed to, to own it so I would go to my friend's house and read it and just doing those fold ins it was just yeah. I loved it so those fold-ins, unlike a crossword, like they're one of the things in the magazine that it's actually better and easier if you've picked it up and someone's already done one. Yeah. Because you don't have to faff around yeah. trying to get it all to, uh, to line up. I think I had one Mad Magazine when I was about 13, but I thought if I do the fold-in, it's not going to be worth anything. Mm. It's like if you sign your name on it or something. They're one, um, one magazine that I've always felt are better in black and white. They went to colour and I couldn't handle it. They've changed the logo recently as well. Oh, have they? Alfred E. Newman looks different and everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, so a, like, like, a, like a reboot. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know why that is. Maybe, uh, I guess it's just because I grew up and then suddenly it's been colourised and it just didn't feel 
didn't like feel it was, the same. Didn't feel like it was mine anymore. I also don't want it on gloss paper. I well, feel like it's got to be. Oh, no, don't it's got to be a newspaper print. So we mentioned before as well about the um, how the the animation was great. Mm. Mark Kirkland, he really wanted the bowling alley to look as close to a real bowling alley as possible. I think he nailed it. What they did was they went down, had a few lunches at a local bowling alley just to get a feel for it all. And he he feels like he didn't want the bowling alley to look like it did from Life in the Fast Lane. He wanted to have he wanted to really look dingy, mm-hmm. and I think it just looks amazing, especially the wide shots too where. It's like a wide-angle lens on a camera where you see so much of the yeah. of the bowling alley. Do, do you th- I think it really felt like a bowling alley. It did, yeah. It's that classic sweeping movie-style shot of yeah. the bowling alley. Even the that, sounds of the balls in the background yeah. and everything. Yeah, I think it just did a great but job. It was really lived in. It was very cool. Uh, we should also mention this was this aired after Doris. Is it Grau? Lunch Lady Doris? Doris? I've never known her last name, but anyway. Yeah, G-R-A-U. I can't pronounce it. Grau is how I'm going to say it anyway. Um, she passed away December 30th, so before this actually aired. Um, this is one of the last appearances of her ever, right? Which is a shame because she's sort of like the uh, like a Lionel Hutz or Troy McClure. Once she's no longer in the show, it's sort of like okay, so that's sort of where the golden era sort of ended. Not because of her, but you know, if you're seeing her, there you know it's a classic posts. episode. Yeah, you know. And the trophy that Homer, because he mentions his trophy case now, originally had the actor I can't pronounce his Hang S Nagore, but he won the Academy Award in 1984, I think. Okay, uh, he was murdered after this aired. So that oh, so that gag they changed it in syndication to uh, Don Amici because they felt that people would have taken the gag as if Homer killed him to get his trophy. Yeah, right. Which is why they changed it. That name. takes it to a dark place. It does take it to a place, but that's why they changed it for syndication. Alrighty, so as you mentioned earlier, Mitch, the episode kicks off with what? With Bart buying the Mad Magazine. Yes. I love it when they start off in the comic book shop. That's what I did when I was a kid. I spent my time yeah, in right. local card mania. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't hardly tell from looking around the walls. Um I <laughs> I do love the like the other bit with Homer. Like this is a, a both a way of being funny for like making Homer out to be stupid, but also making Mad Magazine out to be stupid. It's a good way, of, like a double joke here with that. Oh, snappy answers to stupid questions. I'm great at these. Yes, I don't think so. Stupid. I don't get why Bart laughs so much at the Ion's. They're not that funny. Ban the bath and things like that. Yeah, I feel like his laugh was just a bit exaggerated. Why would anyone find that funny? I think, again, that's kind of the point, though. Yeah. Like, okay. they're just, you know, that the Simpsons writers calling out Mad for being really base-level comedy. But you, or you even just talked about how great it was. To, I was 12. <laughs> so, you don't think Mad... I, so, if you went back and read Mad now, you don't think it was it, it was any good? Uh, I won't say that it was no good, but I think there's a lot of it in there that I'd look at and go, ooh. So, what did you find revolutionary about it when you were 12 then? What, what? I don't remember the specifics. Okay. <laughs> it was just new. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Um, so, Marge gets And outside served, of that, yeah, yeah like the, yeah, the uh, dangerous amount of laughter. So, that, that whole sequence really is only paving the way to set up what happens down the track with um, bringing it into school and the yeah, down yeah. with homework t-shirt, obviously. There's not much else going on in that scene. The all, I, all IT Ola is just a great... I love that scene. Yeah. And Homer laughing at it. I yeah. get it. Still laughing at yes. it is pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> um, but then the next scene is to set up the A plot, which yeah. is... Which, which It's actually even hard to tell. I mean, it's called Team Homer, so you suppose that's the A plot. But they both get almost even screen time. I think no, I think the bowling one gets a bit more. A little bit more? Yeah. yeah. So, as he's at Moe's, it's obviously dead. Everyone's got mistresses now. So, I love that. Like, they've got girlfriends and they're all there. Whereas Homer, the man who actually has a family, is still... Not only at Moe's, desperate to stay at Moe's. Do you think that's a negative slight though on his character? Yeah. Yeah, it's not nice. But it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, but you, you, you like him throughout this episode except for that one moment where he just does not want to spend time with his family. Yeah. Well, I don't dislike that. I mean, we. I think a lot of men 
can relate to that thing of like... That's me in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you've got a wife. It's great that you've got a wife. But then there's a part of you that's like, oh, I've just got to get away. <laughs> like, so, do, do you reckon you'll be, if you ever have, say you had kids in a couple of years, do you reckon you'll be in 10 years from now at Odyssey Tavern? Probably. Well, not wanting to go home. I might not be cool <laughs> enough for Odyssey Tavern. <laughs> I feel like you've got to be a particular brand of backpacking hipster. surfer yeah. or hipster to go to Odyssey Tavern. You've got to like. You've got to be able to be happy walking into a place where you don't know any of the beer names. That is true. Do you, yeah. do, do you have a place in Geelong though? Where I know it's getting local. Do you have a place where it's it's your local, where you feel like you're it's like, like your local Cheers somewhere where everyone knows my name? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I really don't. Nah, neither. It's mostly just my cricket club in summer. Do, do you have any food places that know you when you order by name? Uh, pizza, oh, the pizza yeah. shop knows me. Coffee places, not food places. I don't have to say what I want anymore. They just know what I want. Yeah, I okay. the same pizza. Is it the same with you with coffee? You say oh, it's Mitch. They just yeah, make it for you. Yeah, with coffee, all particularly through the day at work, all they need to know is how many. Like, because I might be doing group order or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's no faffing about. I just walk in, hold up fingers, calls <laughs> <laughs> <Collars> up. <laughs> like two, three, four, one. So Mo closed too quickly though, doesn't he? Because the Quimbies were going to arrive. Yeah. That would have been one I'm hell of a night. I'm going to drink you one of the table. That's an episode in itself. Yeah. Where did they go? <laughs> Where did they go? Yeah. I was just thinking the Quimbies drinking themselves under the table would be a great episode. Would be fantastic. So what do they do? So, so Homer's desperate to not go home and Mo just wants something to do. Cut straight to the bowling alley where they find out it's league night, which was always a disappointment. I had this happen a few times when I was younger. You go, oh yeah, let's go bowling after the movies. That'd be great. And then you Wednesday find out, nights it was. Yeah, league night. And you're like, well, fuck off. <laughs> it's a public bowling alley. None of these guys are making it to the PBA championships. Just yeah, let yeah. me on. My dad used to be in the league. Yeah. I think that's why I love this because every Wednesday night we'd go. My, my uncle Darren, my dad, and a guy they used to work with, Chad. Yeah. And they were, they were just... A riffraff of a team, but yep. they were good. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's why I, it reminds me of the Pin Pals. <laughs> yep. Um, I can't go bowling without quoting Donnie from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. It's just impossible for me to bowl anything, regardless of what happens. Could be a gutter ball and still just turn around with, whew, I'm throwing rocks tonight. <laughs> I, I couldn't go bowling with you because I feel like you would just constantly quote that movie, which is a good thing, I guess, but you would just constantly no, quote I don't, that movie. No, I don't constantly. <laughs> not all the time, but it will happen at least once every time. <laughs> Are you a good bowler? Shut up, Dando. You're out of your element. Uh, I'm not too bad. I like a average 160 ish. Yeah, I'm, if I get 100, I'm happy. Yeah, okay. I'm not that great. Have you ever had like what's the most amount of strikes you've ever had in a row? Uh, I got four when we were in Queensland. Yeah, I think that's the best I've ever done. Four. I don't think I ever made five consecutive. What's that even called? Oh, turkey's three. Double yeah, turkey. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I lose. I lose. Tra- Is it turkey three? Turkey's three. Yeah. Okay. So they don't use a hat trick. They go with turkey. It's turkey. Yeah. Um. No, I honestly don't know. Like. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't remember ever getting more than four in a row. But I do. I think my best ever score was two hundred and nineteen or something like that. Which which character from Lebowski are you, bowling wise? Bowling wise, so um, the, the way you approach the game. Are you in a purple oh, purple yeah, suit? I'm, I'm the Jesus. <laughs> I am meticulous about it. I can't bowl without holding my hand over the um over the, the air vent for a little bit. How great it burns! Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I tell you who I'm starting to become. There's a guy. He's not even a main character in the Lebowski, but dude with the mustache. Who, when he gets a strike, it's just in that opening little sequence of the bowling lanes, yeah. and he gives this little like <laughs> fist pump and hist ro- Very hip rotation. Oh man, it's a great understated strike celebration. <laughs> <laughs> do you do it every time, hoping someone picks up on it? Not every time. I mean, the hardest thing about going bowling is what's your strike face going to be? Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I try I try to get the excitement facing the other way and then yeah. turn around just straight face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want to seem smug. You, no, my favourite... So, at the end of this episode, I was going to run through some of my favourite bowling movies, but okay. um, there's one starring Michael J. Fox and he gives it... And I, actually, I reckon if I'm not mistaken, Bill Murray might do this in... Um, uh, Kingpin at one point as well. Um, yeah. Michael J. Fox lets one go. The ball's halfway down. He turns around, holds a hand up to his ear, hears the sound of the pins, gives it the little fist pump, <laughs> and walks off. It's like, you know, cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> that, that is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, they go and they're told that they have to pay $500. No, no, no. That's a, well, they have a, to team. Have a team. Yeah, yeah. And they just wing one on the spot. Apu just walks in conveniently. Yep. Um, They see Otto and they don't have the money though, do they? No. We actually find out a fact here that the squeaky voice teen is Lunch Lady Doris's son. Son. Man, you go through life, you try to be nice to people, you struggle to resist the urge to punch them in the face, and for what? For some pimply little puke to treat you like dirt unless you're on a team. Well, I'm better than dirt. Uh, well, most kinds of dirt. I mean, not that fancy store-bought dirt. That stuff's loaded with nutrients. I... I can't compete with that stuff. That I cannot bowl wreaks havoc with my self-esteem as well. But who am I to complain? Well, I'm tired of being a wannabe league bowler. I want to be a league bowler. Hey, we can be a team. Excuse me, but my team is ready to bowl. You're short one person. Uh, that long-haired freak's bowled with us for years. Oh, I don't care if it takes me all night. I'm going to get me that lobster on Monica. Come on, lobster. Oh, okay. Then I just need your $500 registration fee. $500? Oh, no problem. Would you take an out-of-state two-party bad check? They need the $500, so what do they do? What does Homer do? How's he going to get the money? He's going to profit in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> it's win-win. It's win-win. <laughs> she says no, can't afford it. She can't spend that kind of money on sex. Uh, then she suggests Mr. Burns. And Homer doesn't believe that's going to go down. Then we get Bart at the school. And reveals it down with homework. Just mm. anarchy. Yeah, just chaos <laughs> over the, <laughs> this slogan. Notice that Ralph's apparently in Bath class now? Yeah, yeah, I did notice that he's, uh, he, that was floor. a bit of a screw up. Um, I love, but yes, from there, and there's a couple of great Charmers and Skinner interactions. Yeah. That, uh, top and tail this storyline. But that's setting up Well, Seymour, I'm going to give you a perfect 10. I'll just mark the zero first. Yes. Now a vertical line to indicate the one and <laughs> even then Skinner, just anarchy down the halls. Even Skinner saying the, um, what a perfect time to do my annual review. Yeah. Just setting it up. I love the, the, the desk just catches on fire. Yeah. And that's their new thing now. They yep. just catch on fire. They don't need to catch on fire. So they, they're standing over Superintendent Chalmers while the kid's standing on my mm. head. He grabs Bart. Then we get your favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, up with mini skirts. We meet again, Mad Magazine. Like this whole. How do you know thing, it's not mad? This whole thing <laughs> is so funny. Um, th- there's nothing we can do other than just play that clip and really. Well, well, sorry, we already have played the clip. Yeah, yeah. We can play it again. I love it. He acknowledges. Well, I didn't quite get it. Yeah, but we all yeah. Had a good laugh. We all had a good laugh, even though I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> But that little, what was it? That little drop in concentration allowed Charlie to get the jump on us. Yes. So then what happens, Mitch? Um, cut back to Homer, still mm. desperate to try and find his 500 bucks, goes in to hit up Mr. Burns, who. Just before we've seen him taking some ether. Yeah, exactly. So um, soaking, soaking nails in ether or something like that. And then something. just huffing the rag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Smithers is going to get so some more. Leave the rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love how Homer just takes advantage of it. 
but not selfish in it. He's like, he doesn't realise. Yeah, it's like, Burns is on something. Get yeah. in and <laughs> take advantage <laughs> while you can. He's dying or something. But the, the, the acting from Dan where... Burns is poking Homer. Yeah. And he's like, ow, ow. Like, but he's just trying to keep his cool. Yeah. And he asks for the money, gets it. Then we get the Mullen moment. Yeah. Which is just brutal. Oh, yeah. The, the brains. Yeah. Can we just play that sound effect? Oh, no. My brains. It's brilliant. It's a, it's is it a, a bit over bit. the top? No. No? No. It's everything it needs to be. And I love that he just pulls a drill out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just completely got one. Who does he think he is? That uh, leprechaun, leprechaun from yeah, TV. That's it, yeah. So we come back and the pin pals are arriving for their first game, just writing pin pals on the back of their shirts. I want that shirt. Just pin pals written in texter. Yeah, that'd be cool, actually, yeah. Hey, nice quote uniforms, end quote. That's just in. A new addition to our worst dress list, those guys. Oh, forget this. I am far too fragile to withstand an evening of barbs like that. Oh, come on. If we quit now, we'll never know how badly they're going to beat us. Yeah, you're right. That's the kind of thing that would haunt you. Brockman is so Brockman. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, this just in the worst, like, new contenders for the worst rest? Those guys. Yes. <laughs> and how good's Bumblebee's taunt when he bowls yeah. a strike? Buenas noches, señoritas. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? Was that about me? I love Otto with his don't joke, don't joke, don't 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 joke. That produces a seven ten split. Knew I was gonna choke. <laughs> have you ever picked up one of them? No, I've never done that. Yeah, I never have either. No. The closest that I've come. Would you just stop bowling after that if you did that? Uh, yeah, you're done. You're not getting better. <laughs> the closest I've come is not the so you got seven and the ten. If you came one row forward and one row in, so like that that one just like, inside, like three and six. No, it's still a seven, so it might be a seven-six. Um, I've managed to kiss one from the right-hand side over and hit that one on the far left corner, but it wasn't the ten. Okay, but it was still a good effort. Pretty damn impressive. Yes. <laughs> I've only done it once, but because I did it once, whenever I have that, I'm super confident. Yeah, I've probably missed it ninety times. I've done it once. Yeah, so I can do it again. So I've got this. Like, have you ever got a hole in one? No, but have you ever? I've get- chipped in from. Um, 50, 60 metres, never a hole in That's one. pretty good. Uh, so what do they do to get out of their rut? They oh, sing. They sing. They, um... <laughs> sorry. This, he sort of does that little celebration you're doing. Well, that's a funny looking strike. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like at like a local cricket club? Do you guys hang shit on each other? When you're oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not in a negative way like Mo is here. No. Or, or is it like No, that? well, it comes... A- it's said negatively, but it's meant as yeah. in, in in an endearing fashion. Does the other person know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. It's um, <laughs> yeah. we have uh, we occasionally have truth sessions where it all just comes out. <laughs> um, there was actually a moment this season where I was under a um a high ball, and because a couple seasons ago I was fielding on the fence, I dropped a catch and it went oh. over my head for six. Oh, so we're off the same bowler. How did you drop a catch? So you, you it was bum- going pretty flat, it. and yeah. A bump kind of okay, bunted yeah, 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 yeah. It, like a goalie bunting it over oh, the net. You would have felt terrible. I did. And uh, <laughs> the, the bowler, who I'm convinced if anyone was to find... If I was to find out that anyone I knew had been a serial killer for the last 15 years, it would be this man. Oh, wow. Because he's got a exterior of calm, but you know there's something beneath the surface. Mm. I've never forgot the look that he gave me. Anyway, this oh, season, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. under an, another high ball. I'm probably... I had to run in 10, 15 metres from the fence. Took the catch, but he later confessed to me that he turned to the umpire and said, watch this, this will go for six. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's, so that's, that's the sort funny. of that's the sort of stuff that get, rolls around at our cricket club. <laughs> so when you got that death stare from him, what was going through your head? Ah, oh, just thank God I'm still fielding on the fence and I'm 100 <laughs> metres away from it. That was the, the main thing. Like, I don't have to see him anytime soon. Okay, so... Now, but, um, people always write in about what was a joke that you didn't understand as a kid that you picked up on as an adult. Mm-hmm. Homer dropping Mr... Uh, Mr. Roboto. Ariotto, Mr. Roboto. Ariotto? Arigato. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Uh, is that Sticks that did that song? I believe so. Don't call me. I'll double check. Okay. But yeah. But, but anyway, I, I knew um, the song as a kid, though. I didn't know it as a kid. Okay. Uh, I I don't even know how I do know it now, uh, to be honest. But that was one where I was like, "Holy shit!" A Mister Mister Roboto reference. It was by Sticks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so he picks up the spare in the midst of all the singing. Yeah. Yeah. No one's noticed. <laughs> no one cares about the actual. <laughs> Which game is anymore. another great thing. Yes. They didn't animate it. They no, didn't yeah. show that. Like, yes. Guys, I picked up the spare. We won. Yes. Um, and then cut to Homer telling Marge the story like he's the hero. Let me set the scene for you, Mark. Right. It's a 710 split. Uh-huh. The hardest shot in bowling. It was all up to me. Oh. So I got up all my courage. Right away, my lips started to move, and I came up with a chant that won the match. Who knocked down the pins? I, mean, I don't know. You know, some guy. Uh, Otto, I guess. Good for him. Yes, but March, you're, ne- you're missing the point. The individual doesn't matter. It was a team effort, and I was the one who came up with the whole team idea. Me! I can't believe Otto picked up a 7-10 split. He's phenomenal! But then... Wow! Then Skinner reveals to the kids that they're going to have uniforms. Yeah. Um, And we get little Spanish flea in the background while it's being modelled. The shot of them looking straight at the camera, because we don't see that very often on The Simpsons. Uh, Mark Kirkham was saying in the audio commentary, this is something that you might be able to explain. He says that he gets the animators to reference Mel Brooks, the producers, when people are looking mouth agaped. Oh, okay. I, I Look, I can't because I've not actually seen it. Okay, but um, there must be a shot where they're all looking shocked yeah, and that's I, what he's told them to reference. Yeah, I could only imagine that that is the case. Yeah. Um, I would. It's, I actually, I should really watch that movie. It's a blight on myself that I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I, I heard it, I was like, Mitchell, no. <laughs> I've seen the Kirby Enthusiasm story yeah, run yeah. where he's in the producers. So that's yeah, about yeah. as close as I've gone. My favourite part about this whole thing is one shoe hitting Bart and then the other shoe hitting Lisa. Yeah. It would have been great if when stuff was hitting Chalmers when it was raining for one of those shoes to hit him again. To have come back again. Yeah, but yeah. it was all just boss. But anyway, that doesn't matter. But yeah, it's hilarious. Spanish flea. Yeah. When was the last time we got it? Was it Homer singing, Homer in, the singing car? It in the car? Spinal uh, Tap concert? Yeah, Spinal Tap concert. <laughs> Why not a little Spanish flea? <laughs> so then we get the um, the montage. This is basically saying the pin pals are really, really good. We'll just show them beating everybody. Mm-hmm. We get the, all, all the different teams. So what was it? The the home records was one of them. Nice sort of way to get uh, Jacques back into the episode. Yeah, home records was one. The police. Bye. They always just let Snake go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, catch and release. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah you see the holy rollers. You know, they, oh, oh, yeah. Um, the stereotypes was the other one. Um, Wasn't that, Didn't they beat them the first night though? That was a news team. There was a news team the yeah, first yeah. night. I know, because they, lo- they lose to the stereotypes when Burns joins the team. They yeah. begged me to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Rollers, um, like, it's me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then zaps him. Yeah. But even their, their robes that they're walking in. Yeah. Like, they're so... Like, um, they're, they're, they're they look like uh, juju, uh, uh, monks of some kind. Yeah. Um, Benedictine? What are the ones that sing? Gregorian. Is it Fry Tuck that wears a big robe like that? Yeah, Fry Tuck wears a robe like that. So anyway, we get from there one of the more famous Homer lines 
I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Homer, watch your mouth! Uh, I gotta go, my damn wiener kids are listening. We are not wieners! Then what are you dressed like that for? They made us! Oh, they made us! That's loser talk! You gotta start acting more like me and my team! The future league champions of the world! Nothing's gonna stop us now! Cut back to Burns going through the, uh, balancing his checkbook. And then bowling. Th- that's a great pullback. <laughs> like the, um, I don't remember a check for bowling. Uh, that was bowling, sir. Oh yes, remember that month? I didn't like that was an unpleasant month. I love that the zoom in both times. Yeah, stop everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just repeat it. And then, then they go through who it could have been. Yeah. Anyway, back to the checks. Stop everything. I don't remember writing a check for bowling. Hmm. The memo says to my pal, Poppin' Fresh. Oh, yes, that greedy, grasping glob of chemicals. Probably one of your ether-induced hallucinations, sir. I'll check the employee files to see who could pull off such an impersonation. Mm, now, it was either Pops Freshenmeyer or Homer Simpson. Simpson, eh? Let's shut down this bowling scam right now. The pin pals then beat the homewreckers. Oh, the rhyming homo of homer? Yeah. <laughs> this is where Burns walks in. Yep. Now, I don't, what I don't get about this episode, you may be able to explain it to me. They lose so much with Burns. So how did they end up in the championship game? Presumably, they were just far enough in front. So they were ahead of third. Must have been. Okay. Like they just, you know, it was pin pals first, daylight second. Yeah, okay. Or Pimpel's pin, pin second, pin pal second yeah. Daylight third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I also love, like, the the little back and forth of, um, I want to join your team. You want to what my team? Yeah. You want to join his what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as a viewer, you were not expecting that at all either. No. Why would Burns want to go bowling? Yeah, no. But... As a trademark, gets change a, of heart. Gets a bit of, you know, the sense of bonding and machismo and wants to join in. Yep. And they don't want Burns involved at all, do they? No, Those because old people, old people are no good at everything. everything. <laughs> And then Homer says, don't worry, we'll let him bowl. If he's bad, we can just, it'll be easy to let him go. Yeah. Amazing moment. Yeah. It's similar to like the, the golf. Yeah. Where yeah, Smithers yeah. has to overcome his Go and do everything for him. Welcome aboard! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't any easier. <laughs> now, uh, now I, think, I think they made a bad choice here because Otto was able to pick up a 7-10 split. I would not be dropping that guy. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, but I guess Otto is the one that he's not friendly with. Otto is just the bus driver. Like as far as in Homer's uh, life, Homer's, okay. Otto might be a better bowler, but Apu and Mo are his friends. So is he going to tell one of them that they're off the team, or is it easier to just for them to all go? No, nah, Otto, you have the least in common with. And us. it was nice too to have Otto annoyed. Like he, he, he enjoyed being he, he enjoyed being part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the school uniforms yeah. have taken out all enthusiasm. They're even blinking in unison. I love that sound. Great sound. Yeah. <laughs> Bart forgets how to use his slingshot. Yeah, that's what he does in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The just it all conformed. Now you are the one who is it understood. Understood. <laughs> Even Nelson doesn't remember how to do the ha ha. Yeah. Does he do one? He is goes it? ha ho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otto, Otto is, as we said, annoyed. He's been kicked off the team, and Burns is just ruining everything. Mm. We get it. Uh, we get the Harvard diploma. Like I love whenever oh, the yeah. Slimson, the Slimsons, writers sneak in a, a gag about Harvard versus Yale. Yes, it's yeah, always yeah. funny. Uh, the stereoty- stereotypes beat the mm-hmm. pimpels. We get there. They begged me to join their team. Yep. They begged me. Then they're having drinks. And this is a moment where it's so awkward because you would want Burns off your team, but he's being so genuine and nice. And you kind of feel for Mo and Apu here because 
they really don't want Burns on the team, but they know that it's Homer's boss. So yeah. it's like Homer can't fire him. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just a catch-22. Yeah. But then, back at the school. Back at the school. Um, so this is actually where we got that tag bit that we were talking about before. But Chalmers, again, um, just everything's great. Uh, you know, what does he say? That the um, kids are going to take up permanent positions in tomorrow's mills and processing facilities. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, again, going to give a perfect 10 before the rain comes along. It's like, oh, except the rain, but... You know, you couldn't possibly hold that against me. Big force laughing at how ridiculous yes. that'd be. And then we get the brilliant... Um, it's like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. But they just get <laughs> brilliant uh, tie-dye style colours as, as soon as the rain hits the clothing. I love that Martin's underwear's even tie-dyed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Charles gets hit with all the balls. Now, they couldn't remember whether... <laughs> ow, 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 ow. They couldn't remember whether he acted them out each time or whether it was the same time. But the same word repeated. Yeah, okay. But they're kind of different inflections. Yeah, I feel like it's different inflections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon exactly that. Yeah. Uh, then he remembers his mother's in the park. My mother's in the park. This side, guys. I love that from Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just loves just anything that's bad towards Skinner. He yep. wants to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed here in this episode, clothes play a major role in the episode. So you've got the uniforms. Yeah, yeah They yeah. represent conformity in yep. that story. But in the other story, they, they represent, represent togetherness unity. and bond. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nice little touch there. So then Homer's in bed with Marge and he's very sad because he thinks Burns is going to cost him the championship game. Mm. And Marge tries <laughs> to reassure him. The best actor. Sorry, this is where we get the best actor the trophy. trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, try to flush it four times. Marge, someone broke the toilet. <laughs> someone broke it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> then it's time for the championship game. Yeah. Moe's attack is one of my favourite moments. It's yeah, amazing. the Todd Harding. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so great because... The way it's revealed, it's like, you know, I've arranged for him to have a little accident, comes in limping. So you think it's happened. And then, oh, I'm afraid my gimpy leg is gone. There's no way I can bowl tonight. Whack. Take oh, that. <laughs> let's put it back in. <laughs> you ruined everything. <laughs> Homer is then about to ax him. I said, you've got to get rid of him. Because mm. Otto's still hanging out in the in the, in the distance. Yeah. So they can get Otto in if they yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, He's the Andy Bickle of the yes. pen pals. So Homer's built up the courage. He's going to fire Burns. But then what happens? He brings the uniforms. So, who's ready to kick some Christian Kister? Oh, well, Mr. Burns, as team captain, it's my duty to inform you that... Oh, I almost forgot. I brought you all a little something. Oh, would you look at that. The pin pass. At last, I finally have a garment fine enough to be married in. I've always been wealthy, but this is the first time I ever felt rich. Now, Homer, you were about to say something to me. You're off the team. I put what? <laughs> um, uh, he's just ribbing you, Monty. Yes. And they're great shirts. Yeah, they are. Like they are high quality. Oh, I mean, that's what you'd expect from Burns. He's from not going. Yeah, spared no expense. So then, the Holy Rollers all bowl. And we mentioned this before how they all take their turns, which wouldn't actually happen. Where they would all take their turns whilst one person's still trying to bowl. Um, well, not in tournament, like not in because you're taking turns, right? In a tournament, look in a televised tournament at that level, you do. But yeah. I think in a team bowling sense, you can finish whenever you finish. You kind of just race through at your own pace, and then whatever score at the end of the day wins. It's probably not beneficial because you kind of would want to know what the other team's on and have more of a sense of what you need to do. I think, you, I think when my dad used to play, they used to have to take it in turns. Maybe yeah, they just okay. did it because it was just the thing to do. The thing to do. Just etiquette. Under, yeah, etiquette. Exactly, yeah. This is my favourite piece of animation. So, from behind the pins. And then you think Burns has bowled a strike. Then he steps aside. Nice bowl, Nice Homer. one, Homer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love the... 
I love the uh, the optimism that Burns keeps throughout yeah. the entire thing. Oh, that's what's great. He's, yeah. he's, he's genuinely different. Next time, a few steps towards centre. Yes. <laughs> but the, uh, we only have one pin to win, and we've got one person, Mr. Burns. The, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the suspense on his final bowl. This is a great bit of direction. Oh, it's incredible. Otto with the claw machine. Yeah. So the, many different things the going music on. music building. Yeah. The, um, the intercut reaction faces of people... Praying that this ball holds its line, it's so good. I think this is better than King Size Homer in regards to tension. Oh, in regards to suspense and t- suspense and tension. Um, I think King Size Homer is more funny. This is just like, ooh, this is tension. Yeah. Maybe because of the sport episode. Yeah, possibly. King Size Homer was more of a action suspense yeah, yeah. rather than uh, slow mo at the end of a sports yeah. film. Yeah, exactly. Will they get up? But yeah, it builds to it very, very well. Just the two pins, and they said that they went to different uh, bowling alleys and tipped over the claw machine to see whether it would make the two pins drop over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so they win the they win the game, and it's just big celebration. You think they've won, and then you mean I won? But we were a team, sir. Oh, I'm afraid I've had one of my trademark changes of heart. You see, teamwork will only take you so far. Then the truly evolved person makes that extra grab for personal glory. Now, I must discard my teammates, much like the boxer must shed roll after roll of sweaty, useless, disgusting flab before he can win the title. Ta! I guess some people never change. Or they quickly change and then quickly change back. You know what? We don't need him or his trophy. We got each other, huh? Yes, oh, you are. Yeah, that's right, Mo. Oh, oh. Go Ooh, home on your own head. If you, you can't, can't do, do it, it no one can. <laughs> Well, I guess no one can. Run before they're through feeding. It is great, though, because you think Homer's going to make it. Yeah. He sort of looks back, gets the, the table, yeah. he climbs the fence, yeah. done, look at dinner. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. And it is brutal. Would have been ruined. <laughs> yes, and it is a brutal onslaught by the dogs. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But a hilarious end to the episode. Fantastic. Overall, I, I look, I, it, I love the episode. I think the emotional impact of Lisa on Ice is a better ending. Yep. But I think I enjoy this episode more than Lisa on Ice. Yeah, I think I do. But Lisa on Ice does have some great moments. It's hard. I think I just love sport episodes. You don't necessarily have to have a favorite between the yeah. two. It's like picking your favorite kid, uh, which is probably easier to do. Um, so my top five, I was going to come up with five my five favourite bowling movies or bowling related movies yeah. I could only come up with four so I've got one bowling related moment um, okay. so as in your real life or uh, no, I, from real life but not my real life okay so the best bowling movies in order Big Lebowski number one Kingpin number two they're always the top two I think yeah Greedy um, is the Michael J. Fox one yeah, that I was okay. alluding to which I think might have even been made straight for TV but I could be wrong I haven't but, heard of it um, it does sound awesome though Michael J. Fox is Michael great. J. Fox Phil Hartman Kirk Douglas Wow. Um, I think one of the other... Please tell me Phil's a smarmy bowler. Oh, no, he's not a bowler, but he is smarmy. Okay. Um, it, it all centers around a family that's trying to get their grandfather's inheritance. Um, or uncle. Uncle Joe. Uh, anyway, yeah. Father, grandfather, father, grandfather, whatever. It's a family thing. He's rich. They're all trying to get his money. And Phil Hartman plays one of those characters. Okay. Um, uh, I think one of the great lines from Phil is... Um, he's got this... The, the father has this maid, young, British, um, very attractive, and they're all worried that she's trying to hone in on the money. Um, so there's a moment where they're confronting her and she's like, I'm off to pick up the TV guy. Joe likes to circle in red everything he wants to watch through the week, Phil. 
does he circle your ass? <laughs> just, anyway, um, the way he just comes across with that. And as a kid, he said ass. So I was like, oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even understand like the sexual side <laughs> of it. said ass, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the Flintstones with uh, John Goodman. Yeah. Some great bowling scenes in that original movie. Not a movie. bowling movie, but got bowling scenes. Chugging from like that massive beer that's, you know, you could get 15 people around it. Twinkle Toes. Yeah. Uh, and the best bowling moment from real life, Damien Fleming, 1999 World Cup semi-final, bowling the ball down the pitch to run out Alan Donald. Oh, yes. That yeah. was the World Cup. I, I watched that live. Yeah. That was incredible. Gilchrist was waiting for it. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about suspense. Like, oh, because instead of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. instead of, and it's genius because, you know, nothing could have gone wrong with that. But just, how did they lose that game, South Africa? Was it South Africa? Well, it was a tie, but, um, uh, well, look, just Did they just brilliant. one run? Hey? Was it one run they needed? Or they needed They needed two? one. So the scores were level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got run out. Yeah, I, I still... Two balls to go. I remember just leaping off my couch. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, well, we we already actually covered it, but old people are no good at everything. That's true. I learned next time I want to pay rise, I should just slip ash some ether. Jamail! <laughs> Jamail is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. Now, don't forget that if you want to have your question answered on the show, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Also, don't forget we're going to be starting a Futurama podcast very soon. Very soon. soon. Exclusively on Patreon. If you want access to that, you're going to have to be a $5 plus patron. So, go to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. You also get access into the Four Finger Discount Patreon group on Facebook. Now, Mitch, you're in there at the moment. What have Mm -hmm. we got from the people? So, well, from the group, we asked about what are your favorite uh, bowling memories. Now, Keith Nedham... Real life Homer claims that he has his first three hundred game. Like he bowled a perfect game, apparently. What? Now Keith does look like the sort of guy that could bowl a three hundred game. I'll be honest. Um, Picks or it didn't happen. Well, he said that he has a ring. He got like a commemorative ring, but he's misplaced it. <laughs> um, Come on, Keith. Okay, so there's a story here. Apparently, oh, side side to that, he was in a traveling league in the neighbor traveling bowling league. I think Keith might have actually bowled some serious ball. Yeah. Um, a neighbor kid that he knew decided to challenge him in the 10th frame. The challenge was that whoever didn't strike out had to shave their head. He got a strike, as did I. Then uh, he missed the second shot. So I thought to myself, it's no big deal. He got the strike. Then the third ball came up. And as that ball hit the pins, I turned around and said to the guy, you have to shave your head. He chickened out, though. Um, said that we never shook hands, even though there was a ton of witnesses. But uh, I think, I mean... The uh, karma came around and Keith now has a shaved head on his own. So that bet didn't quite work <laughs> out. But um, 300 game. I want to find... Has anyone I, else I, ever I bowled saw, 300? I, I saw someone bowl 300 at the Geelong Lanes. You should... League night. They bowled it on league night. That's phenomenal. Yeah, there's a board on the wall that used to have the names of the people that bowled 300. Yeah. I was there when they got their name put on the board. That is that is truly amazing. Um, outside of that, what are some of the favourite moments? There's... Uh, yeah, um, Loz Mueki writes in. So her best friend and I, uh, sorry, her fresh, her best friend and her officiate roller derby together and have pretty average knees. Without fail, every time we gear up, one of us will offer kindly offer the other a crowbar knee. <laughs> um, uh, buy a mask assailant to fix them. Gets a good laugh every time. Graham Reed just told my wife I got a job in a bowling alley. She replied, "Tenpin." I said, "No, permanent." <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, we'll kick into the mailbag. Um, we've been going for a while, so it might be a shorter question, yeah. uh, question and answer series from the mailbag this week. Josh Barnstable writes in, um, 
which is just a question that I, I don't know the answer to, actually. But do you guys know if it's possible to purchase a box set of The Simpsons, like, first 15 seasons in no, one? Not in Australia, anyway. Okay. Where's, where's he from? Uh, I don't... He I mentions don't, Jerry I, just, I just don't believe there is. No, there isn't. Okay. No. Does anyone know anywhere else in the world where you can get box sets? And if not, can we get a petition going? Maybe a call out for box sets? Surely there's a market for that. If all of Seinfeld came out in the shape of a fridge, you should be able to get a Simpsons box set in the shape of Springfield Elementary. Is it worth it though? People, I think anyone who's going to buy a Simpsons DVD set has already bought it. Yeah, you never know. I mean, people, nerds. If it's cheaper, I guess. When Reservoir Dogs came out, they released it in uh, six or seven different coloured jackets just so they each matched the, like, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink, Mr. Brown. People bought them. Like, they bought the same movie seven times just so they could have all of those colours. I I would buy a Simpsons couch DVD set. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Couch opens up. What about this? Because you could put this on the shelf, but what about the Simpsons house that opens up? It's like a Lego set, that kind of size. Was that too elaborate? No. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll go with that as well. By the way, anyone who hasn't bought the DVDs, make sure you do so and listen to the audio commentaries because they are absolutely fantastic. If you've never actually listened to the commentaries, make the effort to go out and do so. All right. Now, um, I'm going to close the mailbag off. As I said, it's a quick one this week, but this is Pete. (laughs) Just opened it. (laughs) I I am. I know. I apologize. But Dando's (laughs) got to record and... uh, Sorry, Dando's got to edit this thing and get it up and it's a Saturday. So, um, Pete writes in. Now, this is a massive one. Um, So, I'm going to cherry pick some of the best moments and we'll probably come back to it. Um, this, This one email actually could keep us alive for about two months in the mailbag it's like when a crocodile takes down a water buffalo and you just go well that's food for the year yeah um what's up guys i can't believe that i wrote uh, in last month with mitch you pretentious douchebag in the subject line and i didn't get a response (laughs) um now uh pete finally wrote us a five-star review on itunes thank you and also finally became a five dollar patreon supporter so you you know what pete yeah you're gonna get looked after (laughs) um that's how you get mentioned (laughs) So, he's got a My Two Cents story. He's 37, lives in a house with three other guys who are 25 to 35. So, it's kind of share house style environment. Um, There's a lot of swapping out of rooms between the high and the low season. So, it's seasonal housing. Um, One of the guys, Mark, has decided for the winter that he's to move to the downstairs bedroom where we don't have summer renters. um, The house has three bedrooms upstairs with one full bathroom. Downstairs, there's a bedroom and a bathroom as well as kitchen dining room. So, the downstairs bathroom is sort of the house bathroom. That's where communal living space, if you've got guests over, they'll go to the downstairs one. But it's basically now only being used by Mark um, because he's in the downstairs bedroom. Upstairs, the toilet paper situation is pretty free-flowing. If we're running out, someone buys it. We don't keep track or specifically take turns. No one cares about the cost. If we need it, it's purchased. But Mark has a history of being a little cheap with multiple things. The rest of us are also the ones who buy paper towels, dish soap, etc. Anyway, Mark has taken to the habit of bringing toilet paper to and from the bathroom when he uses it so no one else has access to his toilet paper. I'd like to reiterate that we don't... So, if Mark's using the downstairs... I I get it. Yeah, but... What? Why? Continue. Uh, yeah. I like that he's got a stash cupboard somewhere, <laughs> a cache of toilet paper supplies. Um, and it's only one ply stuff anyway. Uh, so, as he's, he's dobbing Mark in, because it would be nice if when girls came over, they had access to some toilet paper. So, Mark, lift your game. He's holding out on girls using toilet paper. Well, he's holding out just on toilet paper in the room. Yeah. So, someone comes over. It's like, oh, I'll go to the toilet. And then, you know, you've got to ferry it down from upstairs. <laughs> um. What's his question? Uh, he doesn't actually have a question. He's just got points. Um, the other one, this is a Simpsons in real life and it fits in with this episode. Okay. Group of us go to trivia every Wednesday. Dan, the trivia jockey, is a local cop. He's a big pop culture guy as well as a Simpsons fan. The other night he was passing out materials and it noticed, uh, 
uh, Pete noticed that all of the pens he'd handed out said Oak Bluffs Police Department. I mentioned this to him and he said, oh, yeah, you know, I borrowed them. All I could think of was, I have a better phrase, misappropriation. <laughs> Should have said it. Well, I hope he, he. I hope he did say yeah, it. Yeah. it would have been pretty. It would have gone down very well. <laughs> it would have. Anyway, that's the end of the mailbag. Thank you. What was, that, what was his name? Sorry, Pete. Pete. Thank you, Pete. And thank you for subscribing to us on Patreon as thank well. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. If anyone else would like to, you'll get access to exclusives, the Futurama podcast that we mentioned. You'll get um, looked upon uh, in better light with emailing in in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Which, access to the Facebook group. Yes, and the Good monthly times. draw, monthly yes. prize draws. Should we draw that right now? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to happen this week. It is. All right, so we've got all the names in the Rocco's Modern Life hat here. This month, you're going to be winning the Bumblebee Man six-inch figure. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so Mitch, just reach into the hat there. I will. Who you got? Uh, this week, this month's winner is Gavin Lang. Uh, Gav, I believe, is from New South Wales. Uh, we will get this in the mail to you, Gav. Please message the page, give us a postal address, and we will get that off to you. And congratulations on winning the what did we say it was Bumblebee? Uh, six inch Bumblebee man figure. Yes, uh, there was. It, I love the eyes. Yeah, it's like six inch and about two and a half inches of eyes. And it comes with a, a swatter, a giant swatter. Yeah, giant um, fly swatter. So congratulations, Gav. Thank you very much. You've um, Gav's been a fairly long term uh, supporter yeah, of the show. Yeah, he's been very um, long term. Now next week we're going to be reviewing Two Bad Neighbors with George Bush. Oh, I can't wait to crack yeah, into that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Mitch, any final words for the listeners this week? Up with podcasts. Next week on Four Finger Discount. Agent Johnson, Agent Heinz. Humans stand down. All right, mister. You want trouble, you're going to get trouble. Oh, I want trouble, all right. Then you're going to get trouble. No, you're going to get trouble. Oh, that's good. That's good, because I want trouble. Then we're agreed there'll be trouble. Oh, yeah, lots of trouble. Trouble it is. For you. Don't!